0: Hey, you are now listening to the Graceway Podcast. Let's talk. Uh, hey everybody! Welcome to Let's Talk. My name is Jeff Adams. I'm sitting here today not with Pastor Tim Dunn, but with Pastor Todd Gentleman, our teaching pastor, our young adult pastor, yeah. and uh, a kind of a jack of all <laughs> trades in that sense. <laughs> but uh, today, Pastor Todd, you you were the master of the story of Job, and uh, I was very impressed with how you summarized the entire story of Job in one 35-40 minute message. Mm. Good job. Thank you, man. So let me let me ask you a question. I'm going to set this up a little bit. Yeah. I, I know that you realize this because you called me last week and, and asked for my input. But you knew that I had written a book on Job, which is kind of like a commentary for yeah. layman that, that I did. And it was a pretty thick book. Now, here's my experience, okay? I wrote that book when I was probably about your age. Okay. And had I been thinking about doing that at my age, knowing what I know now, mm. I probably would, A, not have written the book. <laughs> 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 or I would have taken a totally different approach. And mm. I, I don't know about you, but uh I find that the older I get, the less I know.
1: Sure. Does that make any sense? Did you yeah. kind of experience that going through the study for Job? Yeah, so you know, I've have priest messages on Job before. And so, you know, you, you kinda go back to the the record books and you try to look through you <laughs> yeah. know, you look through your notes and you're like, oh I wouldn't say that again. Or I wouldn't say it yeah. that way. And um it's nice to kind of like come back to a familiar thing with fresh perspective. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of, it's nice to be like, oh, I would maybe provide some more air in this and yeah, um, be less uh, informational, you yeah. know, be less uh, direct on some things and just provide yes. people more space to find themselves you know, in the teaching as opposed to me telling them exactly what they're supposed to think. Well,
0: see, you already demonstrate far more wisdom than I had <laughs> at your age. <laughs> I wrote this big book with a lot of very interesting factoids and <laughs> that in, in in the light of eternity are meaningless. Sure. And basically you get to the end of the book and you realize we don't really know much at all, do we? Mm, right. So yeah, I, I had written, uh, a guy who wrote another book on Job had contacted me after I published mine. And uh, we were kind of, uh, uh, I guess, sympathizing with each other. His basic takeaway from the book of Job was the fact that God was attempting to instill in Job a sense of awe of God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that.
0: You, you can, you can yeah, see well,
1: that? Yeah, what you said about you know, the older we get, the less we know. hmm that's where Job landed too. <laughs> yes, he said, it, yes, "I talked is. about things I didn't know about." Exactly. So, yeah, because God says, "You know, who darkens my counsel without knowledge?" And Job at the end goes, "Me? Yeah, I darken your counsel without knowledge." Yeah, and so I repent, sit in ashes, and repent because I don't know what I thought I knew. Well, that's good. You make yeah. me feel much better. Thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, you're very Job-like.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So here, here's a question for you. After you obviously put in a great deal of thought and study before you get up and and share sure. that, what what was your personal major takeaway
1: from preparing the
0: study of Job?
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of time, like in a lot of my reading, uh, the sovereignty of God is kind of pretty. Uh, approved as, as the idea of the book and I definitely see that God's in control the whole time he, he mm-hmm. sees all knows all um, but I really think it's, it's it's also like it's the trust of God mm-hmm. so you, and you trust him because he's, he's in control mm-hmm. but it's almost like do you, do you trust me I think that Job knew who had the control and that's where some of his frustration was was like, God, I know you're in control. You could stop this from happening, mm-hmm. but you're allowing it and you're, eventually he's like, you're treating me wrong, right? Um, but the, at the end it's kind of like, yeah, you were right in the beginning. I do know everything.
0: <laughs> you, yeah. should,
1: you should still trust me. Right. And so I think that like trusting God, that's why we, I called it trusting God um, in tough times, because I'm like, you, you can know God's sovereign mm-hmm. or in control but not trust him with what he's in control of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like when God kind of, when he he just kind of shows his strength at the end, Mm. shows his knowledge, Job is wrecked with the fact that, that I can trust this guy. Yeah. Like I can trust God. And uh, and
0: that's kind of what my main takeaway. You know, you mentioned that uh, we're in a series that takes us through the entire Bible in a year. Yeah. And uh, you threw some flowers at uh, Pastor Tim when you started. Mm-hmm. It's been an amazing series. Yeah. But it seems like every week does it all come down to that? Abraham learned after many many years he mm-hmm. can finally trust God. And the same thing with Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. Yeah. And we just know we just go through the whole litany there.
1: Yeah. That um. It's comforting.
0: Yeah. yeah it's yeah.
1: comforting to be like, here are all the fathers of the faith, the heroes of the faith. And all of them had to suffer lots of bumps and bruises before they really understood anything. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, I identify with that. And all of them imperfect, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> I identify with that. So. Yeah, so
0: here, I, I, you, you uh, said something mid message that was good because you, you talked about uh, the four worthless friends that, yes. that showed up to comfort Job, so, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, which, again, I thought you did an amazing job of summarizing their approaches in just a couple of sentences, all four mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. But uh, I think we all know when that friend shows up. And, and you said, when we have the opportunity to stand with someone who's going through inexplicable suffering. Sure. You gave us three pieces of advice. You, you said, uh, be kind, uh, bring comfort, mm-hmm. and be present. Right. Okay, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the other side of that. Yeah. You're the one that's suffering. Mm-hmm. And that friend shows up. Yeah. How do you handle that?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, recently, you know, a year and a half ago, we were, our whole house had COVID. Mm-hmm. And that. uh I remember other members and uh leaders from Graceway obviously couldn't come in, right right but through food and through different dropping things off at our door, I did just that. yeah um, I only had friends from the church call us and just read scripture on the on a voicemail over us. Um, no one offered advice, hmm you know but everyone brought comfort or kindness in their own way and we as present as they could be. Um, so if I'm like, if I'm the one suffering and have to receive it, I think that whether you, it, if you can't see, if you miss the forest for the trees kind of in your suffering, mm-hmm. like it's hard to see past it. And someone's coming to you. I think that just having the awareness that like, I need something. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, you know, not because I, I know sometimes you want to be left alone, right? Um, and sometimes it may not be the right person <laughs> that wants to offer the things. But I think just understanding that like you are, you do need something. You aren't okay on your own.
0: Okay, but let me, which is a great personal example. Sure. Thank you for that. But let's say that you're you're suffering like that. Yeah. And Job's friends show up. Oh, Job's. friends. How do you respond to them, Job? You could tell is obviously frustrated to the point of screaming.
1: Yeah. And again, I think he's so kind to not interrupt and just shut him down. But I thought bust it, him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think that I think that God gives some freedom to. I mean, God rebukes them. God rebukes their their engagement with Job. So I think that you know us Westerners are a little less polite when it comes to letting somebody finish. So I think in a godly way, you can tell them what's true. Because Job wasn't suffering because of his unrighteousness. He wasn't suffering because of a moral failure. Um, And he wasn't foolish. Yeah. So I think it's okay in light of, you know, lies. And I think it's also okay to, like, excuse yourself. Um, I think it's okay, especially in suffering, to, like, who are the right people? Mm. It's like just because somebody shows up doesn't mean you got it's not your responsibility to make them feel better about showing up. Right. Like you're, so if they, start mouth, if they can't handle the place you're at, because the, the, their issues come in the midst of Job's complaints. Yeah. Job complains, and they're like, you shouldn't complain. Yeah. So it's, you kind of have freedom from God when somebody tells you you shouldn't complain, to be like, well, I shouldn't talk to you right now. That's that's really good advice. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what God says at the end, like He rebukes them.
0: Yeah, I think most people are probably afraid to do that. They think that's not the spiritual way to respond. Yeah, and, and, I, and just having that freedom to say, I, we shouldn't be talking
1: right now. Yeah, and just be like, it's okay. Thank yeah. you for the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think that at the end, you know, Job ends up praying for his friends for them to be restored. Yeah, because they were in the wrong,
0: and he yeah. was not. Exactly. I love the way that you put it. That Job is is crying out to God, who seems like he's not answering. He's not there, yeah. so he's crying out to
1: God, and it's his friends that are answering on God's part. Yeah, that's I think probably why God was upset. I think. Yeah. And I think when we put pressure on ourselves to know what to say to people, we put ourselves in God's place. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. God doesn't expect you to come and redeem someone. Yeah. So just just show up. Yeah. Care. Offer prayer. Uh, I said, in the second service, I said, you know, we, I think it's Andrew Murray in his book on prayer talks about, you know, lots of people will go to people for God, but how many people will go to God for people? Yeah. And it's like, before, a lot of times we need to go and pray for people before we should ever show up for them. Yeah. Because that'll prepare us to enter into that in a
0: correct way, right? Exactly. Yeah. So one of, the, one of the passages you, you read, and you, I, you, you really had a lot of material today in a short amount of time. mm mm-hmm. And uh, you you gave us a lot of Job 1 and 2, especially, to kind of yes. set the stage. But then you gave some supporting scriptures, and one of the scriptures you quoted was Psalm 103. Yes. Kind of work us through that again. I thought that was absolutely appropriate.
1: Yeah, so I, f- I think that what Job's friends were, their hypothesis was, you've sinned, and so God is punishing you for your sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a righteous man, you know, um, loved by God. And Psalm 103 tells us the exact opposite to be true of how God responds to those who fear him. Mm-hmm. So God says, I, I don't repay you for your sins yeah. or treat you according to how your iniquities deserve you be, to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we, when, we, when we are suffering and it's, be, and it's a consequence of our sin, That's not God repaying us, it's just a consequence. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we suffer because of other people's sins against us, that's not God exacting some kind of revenge on us. Mm -hmm. But I think in the Christian world, we we unwittingly teach that sometimes.
0: Well, and, and sometimes not just unwittingly, but but very <laughs> intentionally. Directly. Yes, you know. And what amazes me, as you were quoting that, I, I was thinking of that famous passage that Paul wrote to the Corinthians in his first letter, First Corinthians ten thirteen. There's no temptation that has taken you but such as common to man. Right. And Psalm one o three says, He knows that we're but dust. Yeah. And and yet, those words in the Psalm were written under the law, mm-hmm. but they are words of pure grace. <laughs> yeah. And I I think that that's where we we still have this performance-based, works-based approach to God. Right. In, in fact, uh, the author of the other book on, on Job that I was telling you about, one of the comments that he makes that was, was really good is Job had, uh, even though he was a wise man and a good man, he had this if-then approach to God. Mm. You know, like, okay, if, if my children have sinned, then I will offer this sacrifice. If I've missed something, then I will do this. And it's, it's right. kind of like what you and Pastor Tim have told us each week. Don't read the Bible because you think God will be happy with you. Read because, the Bible Because, because he, he is. is. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because as good as Job was, there were still things in his
1: character that he had to have developed. Imperfect. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's not somebody we can't identify with. I think that's the, the, we have to, we can learn more from people we can identify with. So it's like, yeah, Job was upright and blameless, but not perfect. Exactly. We read blameless, we hear perfect. Yeah. It's like, well, no, he's had imperfections. He wasn't. He wasn't Jesus. He had a lot to learn. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah and as we and see in the book. Exactly. Kind of like you said, he had to learn that he didn't know. Yes. <laughs> he did not have God figured out. Yep. Exactly. And I think that's what I meant when I say the older that we get, I think the the less dogmatic we become about the things that don't matter.
1: And I think that's what you see in Job's friends. They bring dogma. Yes. Into suffering. Yes. It's like, I don't need... Uh, like pithy statements on, you know what, how I yeah. should be feeling. I just know how I feel, yeah. and, and and I think God gives us the freedom to step into people's suffering, and not have to have the answers because that's what Job's yeah. friends want. They want to know, yeah. no, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's like they sent all their tweets out
0: for a month at one time, Gosh. and uh, <laughs> you know that they read on somebody else's site. Yeah, and when
1: the, when one friend says like, you deserve worse, I was like, Lord, why, <laughs> Who yeah. is this guy?
0: Yeah, so far, Zophar, right? Zophar says he just you had that, worse. that attitude. Like, yeah. uh, of course you're suffering because uh, you're unrighteous. You've got some secret sin, and you really deserve worse. Yeah. And if we knew what you'd really done,
1: we would. Uh, it almost p- looks like they're they're wishing it on him. Yeah. Like there's. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really easy, I think, to like read some of our own relational yeah. failings in him and his friends. Are we ever tempted to do that when we deal with people's problems in ministry? All the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, one thing I said in the second service was that um tough times reveal toxic relationships. Mm. And um you know, you see that here with with his wife and with the friends. Yeah. Is that, you know, they're and God's word tells us like a brother's born for adversity and they weren't. No, they were not. They were not they were fair-weather friends yeah. and um and a fair-weather you, wife. A fair-weather wife, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? Wow! Yeah, you uh, pretty well nailed her as well. <laughs> you, you gave us the right response to trials, and then the real response. Yeah, which is what usually comes out.
1: Yeah, and it's tough. Like you know, I think if you if you read it, you see Job's initial response of you know we write songs about it, right? You give and take away. Yeah. Blessed it be your name. Right. Um, but that's not how you want to respond. Yeah. Like, it's almost like he tried to do what he was supposed to do mm-hmm. before he processed how he was feeling. Yeah. And um, and we do that, right? Like mm-hmm. We try to be good. We try to do the right thing without actually addressing the wound that's there. And you see that come out in him, don't you? The
0: further along he gets, yes. the more agitated he becomes, yes. even at God. Like,
1: yeah. where are you? If I could just talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's... Doing it, a lot of processing. Yeah, and it's encouraging, though. It is. like, I don't have to have it all figured out when the thing happens. Mm. But people want us to... I think it makes it easier for the people around us if we are just religious. Yeah. Because that's, when I said it's hard to be human, like humanity needs more than religion. Mm. Like you, religion doesn't answer our ultimate questions. Yeah. It just gives us easy answers. Yeah. And, but people are too complex for that. Absolutely. Which is why
0: we should keep our mouths shut when we're standing beside somebody who's suffering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is no right answer. Well, what no. should I say? Nothing.
1: And I think there's a lot of lessons. Um, I had a um, grief counselor come up to me between services and just talking about, you know, the, the gratitude for mentioning those things. But there's just a lot to learn about um, being long, uh, long suffering with people mm-hmm. and enduring with people while they're figuring out how they feel.
0: Just allowing
1: them to vent. Yeah. i even in like conflict with, with at home with me and my wife, I don't know how I feel right in the moment. Yeah. Like I need to, I need to step away. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out how I feel. Mm. And I think when we suffer, it's like life punching us in the nose. Mm. And so there's like, there's some confusion and a little disorientation and it takes a while to get your bearings after you're, you've been knocked down and be like, well, how do I even feel about this? Yeah, and it
0: seems like in the church so often we create this culture where we feel obligated to respond with the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is the answer to everything, so I'm going to
1: tell you what that is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and really people don't need the answer from you. Exactly. And I think, I think that's ultimately what Job's getting at. is yeah. like or what God's getting at through Job is come to him for the answers. Right. Your friends are going to fail you. Even if you're not as bad as his friends are, you're not as good as God <laughs> To, to be a, uh, to give answers to anybody, so and it wasn't really the answer that he got. In fact, you uh, yeah. you
0: you said this that uh, we we come to God, we want to interview Him. Mm. All right, God, let me. You gave some really good examples of that, but the the thing that God offers is not the answers, but the intimacy of the relationship with yes. Him. just trust me.
1: Yeah, and that that's you know I mentioned uh, a biography I was reading where he, this guy tries to go meet his father by yeah. interviewing his dad, <laughs> and it just goes miserably because he's learning all the information, but not knowing the person. That's a great example. Oh man, it hit me so hard. And I'm like, that's what Job's doing. Job wants the answers. He wants the information. Yeah, we were talking just briefly before we
0: started the, the podcast, and you had mentioned how heavy it is sometimes when the staff comes in to pray on Thursday mornings. Yes. And we, we display some of those prayer requests on Sunday morning on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this morning, and I'm seeing you know, uh, several stage four cancer requests. Yeah. And uh, my neighbor is in his last days and all of this mm-hmm. type of stuff. And and those are the the moments when, as you say, we just need to show up and be present and offer comfort and be kind, not an answer.
1: Right. Because you you don't have an answer to give. Yeah. And it's really like needing to provide an answer is really for you. Exactly. It makes you feel better that I contributed something. It's like the
0: standard answer we give at a funeral. Well, he or she is in a better place. Right. But I still miss he or she right now. (laughs) I'm hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Yep. But everybody says it. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Wow. Well, Pastor Todd, that is so great. We're about out of time here. But uh, thank you for stepping in. And and Pastor Tim was not out of town today. Uh, I'm really glad we have a pastor that understands that we need to hear several voices, Mm, especially when you're going through the Bible in an entire year. Yes. So we were all blessed by you. you. Thank you, man. And uh, blessings to you and your family. And we'll probably see you again right on here on Let's Talk soon. Yes. Thank you, folks, and if you didn't see Pastor Todd's message today, be sure that you jump onto YouTube or the Graceway website, Facebook, wherever you you find the messages from Graceway, and give a listen, very amazing message on the book of Job. We'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for tuning into the Graceway
0: Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime.